0: Hey, everybody, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Quick Hits episode. Basically, what we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks is uh, featuring the uh, Osmosis 2020 lineup. We're going to do little profiles on each of the uh, teachers here. So I wanted to talk to you about the conference a little bit. They are one of the sponsors of this Quick Hits program. They're trying something different, right? Osmosis is going to be set up on GlobalCast, which I'm really, really excited about checking out. It's basically a very interactive platform where you're going to be able to interact with the speakers and the vendors. There's going to be lots of demos, updates. Uh, they got to Capture the Flag event going on. And got a lot of really cool things in store. Uh, if you've never attended an Osmosis event, uh, now is the time to check it out because you can do it from the comforts of your own home. Uh, you don't have to go all the way out to San Diego. So you can at least get a little sneak peek as to what Osmosis is about. I've been going for years. I love it. I love uh, the interaction with... Uh, some really, really smart people. I mean, uh, the best minds in open source investigations attend these events. So uh, please go check it out. It's uh, goosmosis.com, G-O dot osmosis, O-S-M-O-S-I-S con, C-O-N dot com, C-O-M. So please go check it out. We're going to put the information in the show notes Really, really want to check it out. And uh, the other sponsor for this program is the Investigators Toolbox. Um, That is a resource community for private investigators. It's um, networking, uh, there's continuing education webinars. Uh, Cynthia has uh, contributed content, Kirby Plissis has also contributed content. You can go check that site out. So uh, there's networking, there's education. And there's resources. We've got over 100 OSINT uh, resources plugged into that site. You can check that out at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Uh, please go check it out. There is a, um, a special uh, going on right now to join. For a limited time, you can get a reduced fee. So we're going to jump in with today's guest. And uh, I thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, without further ado, welcome to Quick Hits. Quick yeah. Hits.
1: Welcome to the Osmosis 2020 Quick Hit segment. For the next nine weeks, we'll be giving you some behind-the-scenes content with conference speakers. This week, we have Micah Hoffman. Micah owns Spotlight InfoSec and also moderates the OSINT Curious Project. Micah will be speaking on revealing the hidden surface web at the virtual conference. Learn how to go beyond Googling. Our sponsors today are OsmosisCon 2020 and the TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Let's welcome Micah and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to the next Quick Hits
0: episode of PI Perspectives. So we're doing things a little bit differently the next couple of weeks. We're uh, we're leading into Osmosis, the uh, 2020 Osmosis uh, conference, and what we're going to be doing is uh, each week we're going to be featuring one of the speakers uh, who's going to come on and talk a little bit about who they are and what they do. And uh, we'll just get a sense of the quality of of speakers that are actually going to be at this conference. So uh, we we put a couple of names in the hat. We uh, passed it around. And the the first name we picked out was Micah Hoffman. So uh, Micah, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be speaking at my first osmosis con
0: yeah it's great to have you i saw when the uh, when the schedule came out because that's that's kind of like you know uh it, it's a big deal when cynthia releases the names you like you always go on and say okay who, who made the cut because i know so many people uh apply to uh to talk here so i was i was definitely psyched to see your name because I, i've actually heard you on your podcast or, or webcast um the osint curious project why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about that project and tell me a little bit about your background
2: Absolutely. And again, thanks for having me on here. So the Ocean Curious Project is a nonprofit that I run along with some of my really good open source intelligence analysts, friends, these uh, really amazing people that uh, internationally helped me run the organization. We are all about educating people about open source intelligence, tips, tricks, techniques, and and just sharing information. Uh, we try to be an excellent resource for either videos or blog posts. A trusted source is, is really what I'm, I'm looking for here, trying to, to get people the information they need and can rely on. Um, and so what we do is um, biweekly webcasts and podcasts that people can listen to. We have short 10-minute tips which are 10 minute long videos that yes. are free on our YouTube channels. Yes. I've seen those. And they're we actually, do a whole bunch of blogging.
0: Yeah. They're actually great. A lot of really good, uh, good tips. So you own uh, spotlight InfoSec. That's your, your business, correct? That's correct. So where are you based out of?
2: I'm in the Washington DC area.
0: The project, I think you, uh, we talked offline. I think you, you said you have been doing it since January, 2019, correct? Yes. So how did you get the nickname web breacher? What's that about?
2: <laughs> oh, that's actually a funny one. So my background is really, I didn't start in military intelligence or law enforcement. I came into open source intelligence via cybersecurity. And when I was doing a lot of things in the cybersecurity world, um, hacking websites, doing penetration testing and other things, I thought, wow, I need a hacker name. I gotta have a hacker name, you know, to get street cred and all. I right. uh, mistakenly thought this, of course. But I always needed a hacker name and I couldn't figure it out. And so one day I was following one of my other passions, which is hiking, and my kids always wanted me to walk in front because I would break the spider webs for them. And I thought, I'm doing a lot of spider web hacking (laughs) and I'm doing website hacking. So web breacher or web breaker is what I chose.
0: Wow, that's yeah, so. uh, that's a very unique story. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> it has nothing to do with yeah. technology. It's about spiders. Fantastic.
1: Exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. And I really wanted Web Breaker, right. but if somebody had already gotten that Twitter account, so I had to shift to Web Breacher.
0: Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's what you got to do, right? Your due diligence. Once you come up with your hacker name, you got to make sure it's not taken already, right?
2: Yep. Exactly, Very exactly. Cool.
0: Very cool. What is a certified SANS instructor? What is, what is that all about?
2: So within the SANS Institute, uh, which is a international teaching organization, uh, instructors move through the ranks as they complete certain goals, much like people do in any company. What I've done is I actually moved to certified instructor after completing my my trials and my other trainings that I needed to do. And I just recently got promoted to principal instructor, which requires an extra number of years, courseware, and some other things to help other people learn and grow within the organization. So it's all about just giving back to the community, however we can.
0: Right. What would you say since you, since you started doing this work? Uh, what are the things that you've noticed of how? this uh, open source trend or, or different techniques, how has it changed? How have you seen it evolved over the time that you've been doing this?
2: that actually been pretty interesting to me because like I said, you know, over the past, I would say eight years or so, I've, I've been gradually moving into the field of OSINT and looking at what's around here. And what I noticed was uh, from the cybersecurity field, we, for many, many years, uh, had an open community where somebody found a technique to do something, they'd publicly share it. But within the OSINT world, this was not the case. At least when I jumped into it, maybe you right. have a different experience, but right. when I jumped into it, people were keeping their techniques, their yeah. tools very close to their chest, right?
0: Yeah, everyone's got their secret and, sauce, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. And I thought, well, you know, I understand it because if open source intelligence people share their techniques, then the sites that we're actually doing OSINT on and gathering that data on, they might close those privacy gaps that we might be exploiting, and then we lose access to the site. Right. But within the cybersecurity world, we do that all the time. We expect that people will close the holes we fill those gaps, right. and we just have to find another way in. Right. So I found it very interesting, and I also found that there weren't a lot of people sharing their tools and techniques essentially and I kind of wanted to to give back to the or to generate and help generate and build the ocean community right. through whatever way I could you and, know, that, that, uh, I was that's really a, thrilled. When, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a great okay. point
0: that you're making. Right. So I think they're really, um, there, there used to be a trend of that. And, and I see that changing, right? So when you, when you have conferences like osmosis and, and things that are out there where, you know, you have a meeting of, of minds and you have several hundred investigators coming together, you can't help, but talk about how you do certain things. And, and obviously the training that you receive there, you're learning how to do these certain things. And I, I think there is a, a a shift in that i um, that feeling right so instead of holding the cards close to the vest now now it's problem solving right so hey you know this is how you do yeah. this but this is this other thing that I'm having trouble with like let me bounce this off you how would you approach this how would you attack that right so there I think you're right there is kind of a change in culture here and that that's only better for everybody right
2: absolutely A- absolutely and and it does mean that some of our techniques are getting burned right. and that the social media platforms or forums that we maybe have uh, infiltrated or, or joined to gather intelligence on our on the the targets that we choose are getting more wise or making it harder for us to do these things but we are a very resilient bunch that's one of the things that I've really noticed about open source intelligence investigators uh, and just investigators in general Is that they are a tenacious bunch of people right. that don't give up when, when some barriers put in front of them so yeah. that, I love that about the, about this meet and the people that are in this field
0: well hey listen if your name is web breacher you almost have to keep trying you gotta live up, you gotta live up <laughs> to the moniker right if you're not doing it <laughs> you, you gotta earn the that's name right. I'm gonna have
2: to <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to give up the website or something. Right.
0: And you know, and that's the thing, man, when one door closes, another one opens, you just got to figure it out. Right. There's always going to be a way to do something. You just, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back too and just, uh, clear your head and just look at things differently. And, and I think that's, that's great that you, when you have like other resources, friends within the community that you can bounce something off of and just having a, uh, a, a different approach on things. So like, what would you say would be like, the most consistent trait amongst online investigators, something that, that, you know, all the the OSIN investigators that have impressed you, what would you say would would be that that one trait that you see shining in all of them?
2: Well, uh, I think that the successful ones that I've met are resilient. They don't give up. It's that tenacity, that dedication to finding the answers and that the answer is out there or the technique is out there or the tool is out there that will help them reach their goal. They just haven't found it yet. And sometimes it is through collaboration, um, like you were just saying. But, but that tenacity is extremely important. Uh, if, if a person gives up easily, then many times uh, the, the OSINT goal has not been achieved or might not have been achieved, right. and, but it could have been. So uh, that tenacity is really important. And I've noticed that a lot in a lot of the online investigators that I've met, in uh, my colleagues in the Ocean Curious Project, in our guests, uh, that that resilience is there. Right.
0: So, is there anything coming down the line? Any type of technology shift or or uh, process check that you see coming that you're excited to see? Like, what's what is the future? I mean, we we've all been turned upside down this year. I mean, let's just be real about it. And <laughs> nobody nobody yeah. thought we'd be going through it. We're going through But is there anything? Any kind of shining light out there? that's got you excited uh, for, for the work that you do, that you see coming down the line?
2: Um, I I get excited about a lot of things, as you've probably have seen from the OSINT Curious podcast. Right. Um, I, I enjoy a lot of the, the parts of OSINT. I think there are some, some very big concerns coming down uh, that are, are, are relating to facial recognition mm-hmm. and somewhat to automation and things like things like the the fake personas whether it's deep fakes or synthetic identities that are being created by machine learning right. like uh, i'm pretty sure you know about this person does not exist site right. those fa- those images that computers are creating are more and more lifelike and soon i mean there there are other things that are going to follow such that Right. eventually it's going to be very, very challenging to tell if a persona, a video, a uh, set of pictures was actually ever taken or made in the real world or whether it was all computer generated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, well, welcome to the matrix. The matrix.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Red <laughs> pill or blue pill, like buddy? What are you doing? <laughs> Choose one. <laughs> yeah a yeah. <laughs> bunch of Mr. Anderson's running around. It's crazy. You bring up a really good point. I was listening to a, uh, another podcast recently and, uh, yeah, they were talking about that. Um, uh, uh, the, this real concern about, you know, evidentiary, you know, like things that are produced that, you know, you really got to figure out the authentic, uh, authenticating it, right. And making sure that it, it is what it's supposed to be, um, is definitely a challenge, uh, that, that we see coming down the, the line here. So, um, the um, the title of of I guess what you're what you're talking about uh, at the conference here um, is uh, revealing the hidden uh, surface web uh, beyond Googling it right. That's yeah, uh, that's basically what you're talking about. Gathering and analysis, I think, is the section, right?
2: Yeah, I am. Just to give a brief synopsis, it's it's all about how whenever I tell somebody I I'm, I teach open source intelligence or I do open source intelligence. The the next thing that comes out of their mouth is usually, "Oh, isn't that just fancy googling?" Right. And I get it. You know, we do use search engines a lot, but the reality is, is that there is so much out there on the surface web that is not in search engines um, that that we should be paying attention to as open source intelligence investigators. And uh, if if we aren't aware of that then we can go ahead and access that data and sometimes augment what we already have in our cases and, right. and really make a difference.
0: Yeah. It's really amazing when you start, you know, taking those aspects of things that you can use to prove your theory on whatever you're trying to prove on your case, you know, that like the free Intel that's out there, if you know where to look for it, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And, and they talk, they talk about like, uh, you know, this is the tagline I'm, I'm hearing from everybody today, you know, Googling is only 4% of the, of the web. You realize that, right? That, that's uh, everybody's yeah. You hear 4% or 5%, you know, depending on who you're talking to, but it, you know, it's, it's kind of true, right? You really, uh, there's so much more than just, uh, just a Google search, um, and knowing where to do it. That's why things like osmosis are really, really important. I know you're a, a first time instructor here and, uh, Unfortunately, you're not going to get to see everything in person here, right? So it's uh, it's going to be a, a different situation. It's kind of a first time for all of us. But uh, speaking as a veteran, someone who has uh, attended um, quite a few of the uh, osmosis conferences, I really, really appreciate the, the training that goes on there. The instructors are top rate. You're not going to find better information out there. And the accessibility of questioning and answering I think is top notch. Right. And I, and I think that'll probably happen even more so now that you can't really field questions during a webinar. I'm, I'm sure they'll have some sort of aspect where you're able to do that, but, but that follow-up email, you know, you guys are almost expecting it, right? I'm sure you've, <laughs> you figure you're going to get a bunch of questions you're going to have to, uh, have to respond to. Right.
2: I always hope for the question. Right. That, that <laughs> usually tells me that, that, that what I've said has, has uh, inspired you're or, right. or mm, uh, triggered something in a person, and I love the conversations, because let's face it, I mean, one person cannot know everything in OSINT, so in the OSINT world, so... Uh, I love learning from the other people in the room, getting their perspectives. Yeah. And as I was telling my my class today, you know, just just doing that sharing of knowledge in in a group, I'm really excited about Osmosis because uh, I there there is like an online website that I just joined where people can interact with me not just right after my talk, but but for days or weeks afterwards. Oh yeah, you can have that yeah. continual yeah. conversation. Yep. really looking forward
0: to that. Yeah, and it's actually it's not uh, it's not just days or weeks. I and from what I, I think was reading it's uh, it's going to be qu- quite some time. So, um, I'm excited to see that platform. I I've, I've gotten a little sneak peek and just seeing it work, I think is amazing. Um, they're really like I would call it webinars on steroids, right? The the way they're putting this together, just all the the little side things and incentives that they're uh, they're offering. It, it is going to be like nothing we've seen before. And that's exciting. I think it's, it's setting a trend. It's setting presidents. And uh, I I know uh, Cynthia and Paul have been trying to put something together like this for a while, just to go in concert with the, with the regular um, uh, conference. But uh, now it's like they have forced their hand, right? COVID forced the hand. And uh, now we're going to bring it in a new way and we're going to take it to like to the next level. And uh, it's, it's impressive um, what, you know, what they're talking about uh, for doing here. So, um, I encourage folks to check it out. We're going to leave in the show notes some info on how to register and uh, all the benefits and everything that they're they're offering here. Mike, I'm really excited to have you on board for this. So let, let me ask you, if you were not doing uh, OSIN, if you're not uh, an investigator, if you could have any other job on the planet besides doing what you do, what do you think you'd be doing?
2: Well, I, I thought long and hard about this, so, especially with all of the COVID things that are happening. Like, do I really need to still be in this industry? But right. um, I really have enjoyed, uh, I, I think I would really enjoy doing, and this is going to sound weird, but being like a construction operator, somebody that's you know using a crane or an excavator or a front end loader, just that thing physical moving some earth or putting something together. I know a lot of times I spent I spent a lot I spend a lot of time within the the virtual world of the internet and either looking up information about other people or creating content nice. and having something in the real world that I can point to go, I helped make that road, that building or whatever I think that would be really rewarding.
0: So something tells me that if you were driving one of those machines, like earth-moving machines, your nickname would be like Earth Breacher. It would be painted on the side <laughs> of it. And I almost guarantee you that's, that's what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think in, uh, in, in like the Bizarro Earth, the <laughs> in Bizarro yeah, Earth, yeah, Micah yeah, Hoffman's going to be Earth Mover. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, really really cool man hey listen i appreciate you taking the time i appreciate you coming on and just giving everybody a little taste of of who you are and what you're about and i encourage folks to sign up and really check it out right be part of the uh the future of of where training is going i think it's uh kind of cool to you know go back in a couple of years and say, yeah, I was there. I, uh, I participated in that and it was, it was really neat. And, uh, Hey man, you're, uh, you're one of the first instructors on this. So, um, good luck. Uh, <laughs> hopefully there'll be lots of questions <laughs> as someone who speaks, uh, to people at times. I, I can appreciate, uh, the, uh, the feeling of, of getting questions when you give a presentation. So I, I can relate to, to what you said there. It is comforting and, and um, frightening at the same time, right? <laughs> I hope I have the correct yeah. answer. I don't want to give anyone bad info. But seriously, man, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, to seeing you online for this. So if folks wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that?
2: Well, I'm uh, I'm always on Twitter at WebReacher uh, with that's with two Bs. I also uh, have my company's website, spotlight-infosec.com. has contact information on there if you need to uh, talk about more OSINT things.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much for your time. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this uh, extra episode of Quick Hits of PI Perspectives. Uh, we have our regular episodes on Monday, but every Thursday for the next, uh, I don't know, eight or nine weeks, We're going to be uh, bringing out extra content for you guys. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.
1: Take care. Thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment. We thank Micah and his web breaching skills for stopping by. You don't want to miss this conference. They have so much great content lined up. Go to www.osmosiscon.com for details. Also, be sure to check out Investigators toolbox.com for some great benefits from Cynthia and her team exclusively only for toolbox members. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with a full regular episode on Monday.